Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today I have recording gospel recording artist Cynthia uh, Simmons. She was going to be on the on the call shortly. In the meantime, what we're going to do is going to take a station break and come back and uh, talk about her life, her career, her passion, her energy, uh, her business. Be back in a moment, Tim Jacquet with the Core Business Show. Thank you for listening. We're going to take a station break real quick and play a track, and then we probably have her on, on the line shortly. Again, you listen to the Core Business Show. Here's a word from my sponsor. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to the core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Again, uh, Tim Jacquet, your host with the Core Business Show. We're going to play a track uh, by a friend of mine named Joe Temple, a uh, famous jazz musician. Uh, out, uh, he's back in Houston, Texas, outside of Houston, Texas, in Clear Lake. So we're going to play a track called Soul Shadows, and we'll be back in a moment with our recording artist. Cynthia Simon. Thank you. 
That was Soul, uh, Soul Shadow with Joe Pace. I mean, sorry, Joe Pace, Joe Sample. So I'm going to go ahead and play a track for Cynthia Simon, uh, Simmons uh, called Thankful. And we'll be back in a moment. You ready, Daryl? Yes, Cynthia. I'm ready. Anytime is the right time to tell him thank you. He's been good. Yes. If you never ever really been down before, you don't know how it used to be up. You know I've been there. And if you never ever really been hungry, you don't know how it feels when it feels it come. I'm so glad you Well, I've been thinking in my mind of how the time you found me so slowly and confused. My mind messed up. My life was in a world when I didn't know what to do. But you came into my life like a light through the dark. Breaking up the fog in my life So praise me on the right road Jesus, how I'm thankful Oh, thankful I'm so very thankful 
I am God. We're going to play one more track, and uh, we should have it's called uh, Sail of Prayer by Cynthia Simmons.
uh, and uh, it, it was an amazing position because um, being the middle child, sometimes you get the bulk of um, the good and sometimes the bulk of the bad <laughs> because uh, <laughs> with, with, with so many siblings, you know, it was very difficult. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my dad was, uh, I think, one of the greatest men uh, men I've ever met in my life. He um, cared for us in such a way that we we never felt that we missed out on anything. Wow, 11. Well, that, that's amazing. And you're in the middle. And out of that, to try to get a musical voice, and you mentioned that a lot of people are always musical. How did you get your musical voice? Because I know with uh, 11 siblings across the board, well, you're competing with 10 to rise above that and have your voice. How did you do that? Well, it was it was very easy, I think, because my mother, um, when we were being raised in our home, we were raised in a very strong Christian-based home. So the only type of music that we were allowed to listen to was gospel music. We were li- we we were able to listen to gospel music, and on the other hand, my dad was a country and western guy. So we had our choice from um, James Cleveland, uh, you know, versus uh, Buck Owens. So uh, it, it, it took some time for me to try to um, determine my own voice. Um, as I grew older, I became exposed to R&B, and uh, just we were brought up listening to soul music. So for me, as I grew older, soul music, it, it ventured off to be Barbra Streisand or uh, Bonnie Ray or, um, you know, uh, Aretha Franklin. It, I, I just started to really love just good music versus just gospel music. I started to just be um, impressed with just great music. Wow. So your background, uh, Christian family, what type of religion uh, you guys was raised in? And we did that really... Uh, what kind? Church of God in Christ, which I'm still okay. affiliated with. But the, the one thing, you know, when you're growing up as, as a child, you really can't define your religion. It, uh, you know, my mother and father, they never tried to raise us as specific, you know, uh, they just raised us as um, Christians, just people that believe in God. And um, since I was a child, I've always based my uh, religion uh, off of my relationship with God versus an organization, because mm-hmm. I find that sometimes even in organizations you'll experience things that are not God-like, but if you have a strong foundation and a relationship with the God of your salvation, uh, it enables you to n- never waver in believing and, and, and believing and trusting the God of your salvation. Absolutely. Kind of give us a story. Uh, you mentioned bulk, uh uh, Buck Owens and of course the uh, Pentecostal Church had a influence on your style. Who did you actually listen to as a kid growing up that you really gravitate towards? As a kid growing up, I listened a lot of Aretha Franklin. Uh, I listened to uh, Shirley Caesar um, as a kid, but in my teens, I started to listen to Walter and Edwin Hawkins, Andre Crouch. Um, you know, some of the pioneers, you know, gospel started off very traditional, 
but as uh, the uh, demand for gospel grew, I believe people like Andre Crouch um, was uh, um, astronomical uh, reason why gospel, you know, the, the direction for gospel changed. And with Walter and Edwin Hawkins, it exploded the industry uh, and forced people to accept another sound and another interpretation of the word and song. So I was heavily influenced by those uh, two uh, artists. Uh, and then as I um, started to travel around, I started to travel with Lonnie Morgan Voices and Praise um, and um, just exposed to all different types of gospel. Um, I started to form my own sound and my own um, feeling about the messages that I wanted to um, deliver. Wow. So during this path, when you uh, growing up as a uh, as a youth, uh, were you involved in the uh, choirs or uh, at school and at church? Absolutely. Uh, Across the okay. board. Anytime there was an opportunity for me to um, sing, uh, I was one of those children that would never shut up singing. You know, I could remember. <laughs> you know, just imagine in a household of eleven siblings, at some point, my mother wanted some type of peace of mind and uh, you know my, my siblings they, they laugh at me now because they can remember I would still be found somewhere humming in, in a corner humming something or scribbling something um, uh, music musically um, if, it, if it was the bass guitar or the drums or the piano you know uh, we never had um, the funds to be able to send us to any type of um, classes to learn those talents so my mom and dad, they just bought the instruments and set them in the house. And I was the, the kid that was always running around just trying to figure out how the bass worked or the drums or the piano. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was interesting because the more they told me to be quiet, <laughs> the more I sang. <laughs> wow. So during that, that time, you, uh, you learning your voice as a person, do you remember your first solo? Absolutely do. Um, um, it was a song by Andre Crouch. Um, uh, it was called This Moment, and it was sang by Danabelle. And um, it was a song that I used to sing to my father all the time. My father loved, you know, we, we pretty much borderline worshipped my dad. And so uh, whenever I was in his presence, I always wanted to please him. And I knew that he loved our singing. And so I would always sing this song to my dad, which would make him smile, and um, to this day, uh, it's on record as his favorite song. Wow. Can you give us a sample on how, how that song goes? It says, Lord, I waited long enough, I hear your spirit talking to me, now I open up the door, seems like nothing I can do has ever brought me any real satisfaction. So I open up my heart to you. Never before in my life have a moment felt like this before. Never before in my life Like spending time with you. And it goes wow. on and on and on and on. But, yeah, that's pretty much 
Wow. So as you you came through your first solo and you came up uh, through high school and so forth, when did you know that this uh, now this is going to be your uh, your life, your ministry, your focus? When did that set in your mind? Was that from an early age or did it set later in life? You know, it's 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 kind of difficult to try and position when that moment happened in my mind because, like I said, from a child I was surrounded by music. So music was not something that I had to decide on whether or not I would do. It was just a part of the fabric of my life. Um, as it relates to the ministry, I, I think that my ministry is more powerful than my music. My ministry was birthed out of my experiences. So uh, wow. even though I've always had a song, I, I, my experiences gave me the ministry. And so uh, I believe that as I started to revisit um, my music and uh, I would interpret the songs that God would place in my spirit, uh, they were all birthed out of uh, my experiences. For instance, um, the title of this album uh, is called Thankful. The, the title speaks of my experience and my life because that's just who I am. Um, when There's a song on there that says, sit back and relax and know that God has got you. Th- that song was written in the most uh, horrific time of my life when I had lost my dad and my brother to cancer. So every single song on this project, um, the ones that I wrote, uh, believe it or not, Thankful was written when I was 14 years old. The title wow. of the one that uh, I, I wrote with Daryl, that I sing along with Daryl Coley. That song was actually written in, when I was 14. So it's amazing how God will give you a message before you have uh, actually walked out uh, the experience. So um, I look back now on that song and say, how could I have even penned um, such a song? Or, or how did I even experience, uh, how could I experience that in my mind? But it's amazing about how God is when he has uh, picked you from the foundation of your life and allows you to walk out that experience. And now I'm singing that uh, uh, ministry. How your music come to you? Uh, I know you mentioned that it comes through um, many parts of your life. Uh, does it come to you like a thought in the middle of the night or a thought in the middle of the day uh, or just in pieces? You know, it's amazing because sometimes, it for me, my music comes out of painful experiences. And so mm. a lot of times, I, I'm not one that, you know, has this, oh, I come to you, oh, Father God. You know, I really have chats with Jesus, you know. I mean, sometimes they're arguments. Sometimes they're just sobbing, you know, why me, why me? And my, my, my music comes from his replies to me. Uh most of the time it's it's out of what he tells me and 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 when he speaks to me and i get a solid answer i interpret that through my music uh it's very difficult to tell somebody to sit back and relax when you have a brother my brother was actually in prison at the time and he was dying with lung cancer and i was traveling back and forth um from Los Angeles to San Francisco every weekend. So out of me being just overwhelmed at it all, for God to give me a message to sit back and relax, uh, it's kind of difficult. But when you live through the experience and the process, it's a powerful, powerful song. And the lyrics speaks 
I just believe that I've heard from so many people that um, the song has, you know, really, really touched and given them the ability to sit back and relax in some of the most difficult times. I'm not surprised by that response because I understand where the song and the message was birthed, the, the experience that it was birthed out of. We're talking about God is in is silent. He's not always speaking to people, in a sense. And sometimes when he speaks, it's when you on uh, Bishop Jake's always mentioned say you on the path. But when you have these moments of grief and sorrow and pain, and you birth your your song, how do you keep going? Because sometimes uh, you don't hear anything, no feedback right away. Sometimes it may be a moment later, it might be a week, it might be a month. How do you personally, when there's silence and you haven't got that answer yet or that reply yet, how do you actually cope with that and move forward as you you birthing your song? Well, you know, for me, and I, I hate to sound condescending to um, the experiences and the difficult experiences that people, uh, ex- ex- that they go through, but for me, I have to say, that it has now become, in my walk now, it has become easy. And when I say easy, easy is not the trials. Easy is not uh, the temptations. What is easy is waiting on God. Because based on my experiences with him, I know his silence, whether he is silent or whether he is speaking loud. I, I realize now that the God of my salvation, he loves me so much, and he would not allow anything that would, he would not allow anything to harm me. You know, he would not allow anything. Mm-hmm. He says the thoughts of, for me are of good and not evil. So even sometimes when I do not understand, I just trust his love for me. It, it's really that basic. Um, there are things that I'm encountering even now today that I really, really don't understand God's plan. Uh, imagine having 11 siblings and every single illness that I've had from cancer to stroke to heart attack to uh, cardiomyopathy, everything. I used to question God and say, God, why would you allow all of this sickness in one body? Um, and, you know, he, he reminded me that he is the God of my salvation, and he also reminded me that he has healed me from every single illness that I've ever encountered. So when you have those type of experiences with God, you you learn to just trust him. You know, a lot of times we don't understand. You know, his plans and his thoughts and his ways are so different than ours. But what I do know is that I trust him with my life. Wow. How do you tell a person, you know, you, there's always the, the sense of some churches, there it, uh, a performance in a ministry. What advice do you tell a person as they come up uh, how to discern your ministry versus a performance? You know, um, whenever I'm in any on any platform or on any stage or even just uh, this, this, this meeting with you, this interview with you, you know, it's never, ever, ever about me. It's never, ever about um, me um, getting bigger or gaining more fans or a bigger crowd or whatever because God has so wonderfully provided for me. And when I say provided, I, I you know, I have I have everything that I need. And so I, I think a lot of times uh, early on you, you, you worry about impressing and making sure that you're doing the runs you need to do and making sure your voice is this. 
but I would I would say to any artist, um, understand your ministry, understand your message, and deliver it. Deliver it um, the same way you would deliver it to one as though you would deliver it to millions. And if whatever the message that God has given you, I think that a lot of times um, there's a cliche in gospel that says when you find something that works, work it. Um, I disagree with that. I, I, I believe that if when you find the message that God has given to you, then you deliver that and that only. Because it's very easy to try and interpret somebody else's message. But nobody can be you. And um, I believe that God will give you something specific to tell the body versus um, having to repeat uh, something that you've heard or seen um, and try and deliver that message. I think you just need to stay true to, to your gift and your ministry. Wow. Describe your style. Uh, each uh, uh, person have a particular style, and your style is unique. Kind of tell us what is your style, because I'm listening to some of the tracks that you have. Uh, tell us your style. You know, that's kind of hard to say, because because I because I just love really, really good music. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, it, it, it's kind of difficult for me to say, uh, this is my style of music. Um I, it, on this project, there's there's contemporary gospel, there's traditional gospel, there's uh, a little bit of classical, there's a little bit of um, jazz. I mean, it's it's um it's kind of hard to describe. I, I I couldn't say that I'm a traditional gospel singer. I'm just a gospel singer. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I had to try to, I know people have uh, they've always told me that I sound a little bit like Alita Adams or I sound a little bit like this person or that person. Um, I, I just, um, you know, I, again, my music is birthed out of the experiences I've had. You know, you listen to good music and you listen to good singers and you can't help but try and borrow a little bit of their greatness, you know. Um, Absolutely. I've noticed on one of the tracks is Say a Little Prayer, and I remember this song from the late 60s and the, uh, by Dionne Warwick, um, and then it came back, I think Rita Franklin sung it. What inspired yeah. you to put this particular song? I mean, it, it goes, well, a great edition of, uh, excellent edition of this particular piece, and it, it shows a lot of diversity. Um, how did you come about uh, reaching back in the past uh, to pull well, one of I these uh, classics. With you, uh, Say a Little Prayer was a song that um, I, I've always loved uh, Aretha Franklin, and I first I was introduced with that song by Aretha Franklin. I, I have heard a Dionne Warwick version, but Aretha Franklin's version just really spoke to my heart. And I, mm -hmm. I remember uh, when I was young, I used to catch the bus, and I would um, just listening, listening to that song. It, it, it was just a song that I just kind of fell in love with. And then um, as I, you know, my experience became greater with God, I, I started to say, wow, this, this is pretty much what I do in the morning. You know, I get up, I put my makeup on, and, you know, while I'm putting my makeup on, I'm saying a little prayer. And, and then I thought, wow, this would be a great message. And so uh, there was a producer by the name of Stephen Tillman, Fresh Tillman. Uh, he came and he said, you know what, um, we can put a really nice Michael Jackson spin on this. This is a really nice song, Cynthia. And so we went into the studio and um, came out with magic. I simply love that song. And I just think that it's a powerful message. Wow. 
it, going back to your music, uh, your style, as you move towards your career and you decide uh, you uh, you have a recording contract, what was that experience like, and how did you manage? Now you step in a different league. Now you have a recording contract. How did you manage all of those components of a publicist, a manager, a record contract? So you have all these entities going on. Uh, did someone advise you what steps to take and what steps to avoid? Well, the thing for me is I was pretty blessed in that respect that uh, I've been in the industry for a long, long time. Uh, I, I, I used to sing travel and sing with the Bob Hope USO show. Um, I used to um, uh, perform and travel a lot with the Edwin Hawkins uh, Music and Arts Seminar. So I was able and introduced to a, to everybody in the industry from uh, Donnie McClurkin to Fred Hammond to just pretty much everybody. And so I was very, very close and parallel with their lives. So the music industry, it was not a mystery to me. The mystery was what portion of it did I want to uh, be a part of. Uh, at the time, um, I was free before having my children. I was free to pretty much freelance and do and go wherever I wanted to. Once I had my children, I, I, my priority was being a mom. Um, as they grew older and now they're in college, uh, the Lord opened up a, a, a amazing door for me to not only sing but go into acting. And so I, I met uh, Dr. Holly Davis Carter uh, from the Releve Entertainment Group. And um, before I knew it, um, there was a contract on the table and I have to be honest, I consult God about everything. So I don't, you know, um, put a lot of trust in uh, processes or even sometimes in people, but I have all my trust in God. And I, and I, and like I say, we chat about everything. So um, wow. I, 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 I asked him, you know, about the direction. Uh, I gave, I asked him to give me peace uh, for everything that I do. And then I do have mentors. Uh, that I can go to and talk to uh, as it relates to uh, the contracts and uh, the, 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 uh, the business uh, side of this um, industry. Tell us about working with uh, Daryl Coley on your track. Is it Thankful? Is it yes. Daryl is an amazing, an amazing artist. I think, for me, I think Daryl is one of the... Um, talented uh, male vocalist that I've ever met in my life. I mean, and I mean, I love Donnie McClurkin. I love Walter Hawkins. I love, I love good music. But Daryl Coley does something with his voice that I've never heard anybody do, and the control that he has is just amazing. Um, I have to tell you, I was so honored to have Daryl in on this project, um, but it was amazing watching him in the studio. I mean, it took me forever to lock down my portion of the song, and it mm -hmm. was amazing to see Daryl walk into the studio, uh, tell him to, to pull up the track and nail his portion in one take. So wow. I was just in awe uh, um, of his ability to just walk in and deliver. But, yes, that was an amazing experience, and, and that's one that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Did he give you any, any advice uh, uh, for the future? Uh, Daryl and I have been friends for a long time. So Daryl is the type that he's very, very direct, very, very mm. direct. And so 
he would always remind me, Cynthia, just be you. Just do you. Don't worry about the industry. Don't worry about the record sales. Don't worry about the performances. Just do be you. Follow God's leading, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Well, in closing, if there's a song, uh, well, one question regarding what advice do you give someone uh, going in this particular industry who's starting out young? Uh, what things? What advice will you give them? And lastly, if there's a song that speaks to you, uh, that is about you, that describes you, what song will that be? Uh, the, to, to answer your first question, the advice that I would give to anyone, uh, make sure that this is more, their music is more than just a song. Make sure because this industry can, as any industry or any any uh, endeavor, can be uh, cruel um, because there's always um, something that they will have to uh, encounter. And they need to make sure that this is what God has planned for them. This is not just something they've decided, this is what I want to do. They really, really need to seek God um, and make sure that their ministry lines up with the plan. And then secondly, um, there's actually two songs on the album. The, the, the single right now is called I Am God. Uh, that speaks volumes for where my peace comes from, knowing that our God is on the throne, and, and as long as he's there, I, I'm good every day that I wake up. Uh, but if you want to understand specifically um, how I feel about this music and the ministry that God has in placed in my uh, life, uh, Cynthia's song is uh, a song that I said speaks volumes for uh, who I am and, and why I am. Wow. That's powerful. Cynthia, thank you for coming on to the show. I really, really appreciate it, and I wish you the very best on your album. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, Shaka. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, Tim. Oh, bye-bye. Thank you. Again, it's been another production of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. You can download this episode on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Everybody take care. Have a great day, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.